and uh, three dead. And uh, my question really is that if this is a pandemic, shouldn't they be conducting more tests? Yeah. We don't have the capacity. Mm. We don't have the testing kits or whatever be the reason. But you don't tell me it's a pandemic and you shut down everything. And then you tell me that uh, not enough tests are being done or can be done. They have to start working on that. Yeah. We know, like even Sikkim cases are being sent to Guwahati. That's I how it is, yeah. yeah. That's how it is. I mean, even when you go to one of these diagnostic centers, mm. uh, anything halfway complicated goes off on a courier somewhere else and mm. the results you have to wait for. Mm. But something like the COVID-19, uh, I think, um, I'm not saying that anyone should be able to walk in and get a test done just to kind of feel better. Mm. But um, I think the present scale, the numbers that they're testing is just not adequate. Mm. If you're telling me that it's a worry. So we've just got an update saying that from the center, mm -hmm. 276 Indians who have been infected with uh, COVID-19 abroad, including 255 in Iran. Okay, they are stuck there itself. Sorry? These are Indians who are stuck there yeah. in, in, in the isolation wards there. So... It's been surreal first. Let's talk about the experience, right? It's, it's surreal. I mean, I've seen enough zombie movies to know this was coming. <laughs> Though to be, feel like you are actually in a zombie movie has been like... A post-apocalyptic scenario. Yeah. Yeah, this shutdown is... Um, I'm surprised that they're being able to pull it off across the world. Mm. I mean, um, if this had not happened, I and someone had written that this could happen... Mm. Uh, down the line when we watch the movies we don't really take them very seriously mm. but it's happened I mean countries are shutting down and uh, it just keeps getting smaller from there the country shuts down then a state shuts down mm. it's borders blocks of people and um, hopefully if we survive this <laughs> oh please let's not get there <laughs> no no it has everybody also is going to survive this, this more uh, people are going to die of swine flu and diarrhea and No, this pandemic has also highlighted the ill-preparedness of uh, so many governments, uh, like not just in India, not just like across the world. Across the world. They've been cutting budgets for healthcare. Health. Mm. Um, and uh, it's telling now. Yeah. So let's uh, look at what the state government, Sikkim government, uh, decided. Uh, when was it? On 16th March, the day mm. before yesterday, yeah. and rolled out a slew of announcements. And uh, what it basically shut the state down. Yeah, it, uh, even the domestic tourists. Yeah, earlier it was just the foreigners that they were denying. Yeah, which I could not really understand. Yeah. I mean, it should. I think Sikkim should stop differentiating between foreign and domestic tourists. Yeah. Guests are guests. Guests are guests. And if you don't want to be hospitable, it should be across the board to everyone. Mm. So it has banned the entry of domestic tourists till 15th April. Given that Western tourists were already banned yeah. from entering. Subject to improvement in the situation, that is. So they yeah. might be extended for the, the this hmm. de 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 deadline. Mm -hmm. That's like so... Timeline. Let's not use those kind of words <laughs> when we're talking about COVID-19. Also, um, they have the government advised um, people, people of Sikkim to not to avoid traveling outside the state. Mm -hmm. And, um, unless and it is if you do, mm -hmm. please travel with all your documents because, again, a notification has come out today that Sikkim is returning. Mm -hmm. We'll need to present their uh, IDs. IDs. And uh, he has also advised people to trust, uh, avoid traveling to neighboring hills. 
and um, also uh, shut down public places such as cinema halls, casinos, pubs, discos, gyms, hotels, hotels, melas, and hotels because you don't have tourists. Schools, colleges, universities. Yeah. Till fifteenth April, hmm. and students uh, uh, should also. Not travel. I don't know what that why that has been put in. Because you have a lot of because a lot of students uh, in Sikkim now are from outside the state, so they would if you if everything is shutting down for a month, they'll be going home. Okay, yeah, and um, Mali and Rangpu will be the designated checkposts for screening. Rambam, Reshi, and Uttare checkposts will be closed, which mm. will have some manpower for the two designated checkposts. I really don't understand what so that means. They'll pull people away from those checkposts to man these, mm. the ones that are open. And um, the tourism guest house at Rangpu has been turned into a quarantine ward. Mm. And um, similar arrangements are to be made in Mali as well. Um, government will procure testing and um, all required equipments. And um, even the SICB center in Karfekta, the Mm-hmm. So what is it? The skill what no. State Institute of Capacity Building at yeah. Karfiktar has been turned into a quarantine ward. Isolation ward, yeah. Um, immediate constitution yeah. of uh, state level task force and district level task force to tackle the situation. Hmm. Um, state task force will comprise of Principal Secretary Health, Principal Secretary Tourism, and Director General of Police, while the district task force will be headed by the DC. Chief Secretary will be overall in charge of the state and the district task force. And interestingly, pharmaceutical companies and other industrial units were also requested to shut down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and what was and, the next point? And yeah, and the right after that comes the points where it's, it is stated that the health department will procure emergency medicines to avoid any shortage in yeah, future. From shut factories. But I think they've reversed that. Yeah. I think they've... Because, come on, I mean, pharma, a, a mm. factory manufacturing pharmacy, uh, pharmaceutical drugs mm. is probably one of the most sanitized, hopefully, hopefully one of the mm. most sanitized, safe spaces when it comes to germs and viruses. Mm. You don't ask them to shut down. Mm. You ask them to come and give classes at government departments and how they can match similar levels of sanitization, mm. isn't it? So I think that was very short-sighted. But uh, they've turned that around, I think, I hope. All essential food commodity, if essentials and food commodities will be stored and uh, hmm. complete ban on entry of laborers into the state till the situation normalizes. Those laborers who are already in the state should not travel out of the state. Hmm. Under and house arrest. They are under house arrest. Yeah. Under state arrest. So those are the basic uh, decisions that yeah. were taken on 16th. And... Um, what do you think about them? I I have become uh, very fatalistic. <laughs> no, because yeah. No, I get that. I mean, I when I first kind of um, heard of these measures, I mean, as you would know in the office, I was not at all convinced of what was being done. Hmm. Um, primarily because this. These are measures that you take that, that you take in worst case scenarios, right? Mm. That you have the virus in Sikkim, it is spreading, and then you shut down everything, mm. right? Um, 
but I don't know how informed these decisions were. Just because every state in India was doing it does not make it right. Yeah, to counter that, I mean, uh, I think it there is no harm. No harm. Yeah. In the sense that no, I've come around that. You've seen like one case leads to like uh, in a few uh, you detect one case today and in uh, a week it mm. will jump to like 50 or 100 yeah. so that way is precautionary as a precautionary measure yes. I mean precaution I, is better than yeah, cure I, I'm getting to that right right so I, initially I was very angrily upset with the sh- yes. what I thought was poorly informed and short-sighted right then I've come around it to understand that what they're trying to avoid is what is called stage 3 infections now stage 1 is when it jumps from the animal to human Mm. stage two is when it goes from an infected person to another person when you know the history of that person's travel and things like that and stage three is what is called community transmission where you don't know who has the virus who's shedding the virus and like it just Mm. explodes from there Mm. that is when it explodes right so Mm. what starts off on week one as two cases Mm. by week three you've got numbering thousands Mm. so you're trying to avoid that i get it Mm. my point is why you should have done a, a lot of other things simultaneously and why these kind of measures distract you or shift the attention, shift the focus from what are the very, very real measures you need to take. Mm. Now, one is, this is your nuclear deterrent, right? This is your brahmastra, the final weapon you deploy when the virus has spread and then you shut everything down. You've done that now, till April 15th, one month. There is no telling till when you'll have to continue with this, right? What will happen and what has been established in other such scenarios is that you come up with something known as intervention fatigue. Mm. How long are you going to sustain it? Mm. How long are you going to just block the borders, keep the people in, keep the kids in school, uh, keep the kids at home um, and just hope that nothing bad happens, right? Because... In none of these measures is anything on preparedness. You cannot just tell me get emergency medicines and get done with it. My point is, the first measure should have been to check what kind of facilities you have. Build that infrastructure. Make sure that you have enough ventilators or medicines or ART drugs. Nowhere are we being told whether we have enough. I think health department by now should have told us how many ventilators do they have in the state. I don't think they have too many. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are you going to counter that? Just keeping people in quarantine is not enough, right? You, they need to be treated as well. Do we have enough protective gear for the health workers? Have they been briefed on what protocol to follow in the hospitals? What are you going to do if the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed by COVID-19 cases? What is going to happen to all the other patients that you also have? Mm. That is already being seen in Italy, mm. where 86% of the hospital beds are occupied by COVID-19 patients. What happens to the other people who need health care? Have you told, reached out to people and told them that should they go to hospital for routine procedures? What is, where is that level of awareness or information being transferred? So, I mean, and what has the government told me? What are they doing to uh, spread awareness or keep the people most at risk of a fatality mm. safe, which means the elderly? Has any attempt been made to reach out to them? So these are issues that I... And, and when you do all this, your entire energy, your entire focus is diverted there. Mm-hmm. And the I, I think what are the Im- questions of immediate concern are being sidelined. So that's my in- 
only worry. I mean, you tell me, there are some countries which are thinking that the entire academic year will be cancelled. Mm. Are you prepared for a scenario like that? Mm. Where, let's say April 19th, you shifted to me. And what it also does, my problem, what also it, it does is at a very... Uh, across our country, the government is washing its hands off. The moment you shut down schools, the moment you shut down restaurants, hotels, tourism, everything, you're telling the people that now if you get the virus, it's your fault. Yeah. And the moment it's your fault means uh, the government has only that much li- uh, liability when it mm. comes to your treatment, right? You can, like, you're shifting blame, right? Mm. The typical, I would say, Sikkimese mm. attitude, but in this case, it's also uh, a national kind of... Uh, condition really right yeah. you're telling the people that ki boss now you're on your own if you get the virus it will be your fault because we did everything to keep you safe i don't think that's the right approach yeah i'm not so sure about that i don't know if i agree to that but uh, i do agree with your point that more more has a, more is being done i mean at least maybe they are being maybe it is being done maybe the health department is yeah, maybe it uh, is. Going out and doing, but no, for, not... for me, they should have told me hmm. that this decision, this hmm. very strong... I mean, do you realize you've shut down the economy for a month, hmm. right? In peak tourist season. I'm not saying you should have allowed the tourists in. I'm not implying that. But you should have told me why, why? this was the only thing you could do. Why the schools had to be shut down. Where is the... Where is the virus in Sikkim? You cannot tell me that it can come, so it's closed. You shut it down now, right? Mm. Let's say if Sikkim has no COVID-19 cases till April 15th. Mm. And on 16th, you have the first case. You again shut down everything for a no, month. No. Like, where is the plan? Where is the like, informed plan? I am kind of getting what you're saying. So, uh, uh, getting what you're saying uh, in the sense that uh, if you, like, putting the blame uh, responsibility responsibility on the people to take care of themselves which they should right I'm not saying that the government yeah, yeah. should look out Many. for them but no so they should have first I feel um, uh, not an expert but like let's say like you said this is the the Brahmastra right yeah. that you launch at the last I mean in, as the last step of protection so maybe it would have been nice to see a first level of protection where they ensured that um, screening or like on the borders they were doing it properly we've been hearing a lot of complaints not yeah we've been hearing a lot of complaints about how they think that the screening process is not done uh, not being done properly but at the same time you've also said that how much can you do screening is a difficult um, it's a you will not catch anyone i've um, not heard of anyone being caught at these border screenings mm, for covid19 no we haven't See, like I was just thinking, uh, there has been no community intervention till now. Um, it's been a week, more than a week, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like in the sense that if it's such a big deal, mm. uh, COVID-19, mm. then every house, every every um, household should be, there should be government um, agents or even uh, non-government agents coming and informing Telling people do but this. Social do that. distancing. Are you crazy? That <laughs> road, the, like I might be absolutely safe at my home until this guy comes and gives me the word. This is no. okay. So there is that problem with this disease, right? Mm. It's an isolating disease, and like, yeah. But I get it. No, but some kind it. of like, as soon as this thing broke out, we got that ringtone, whatever caller tune yeah. on the phones, right? Which is like, which makes you think that the person you're calling has got a cough. Yeah, but 
something like that even if it is just tokenism even if it is just we haven't except for these decisions that were taken mm. like uh, like yeah so the were... ipr department should have been going on overdrive making small spots for covid awareness let's say yeah. or you know that kind of yeah effort. i i think everyone is talking about what what is what are the, what is the word they're using for uh, the pandemic panic mm. which is sweeping across the world mm. so i cannot have government officers and elected representatives saying don't panic and then doing this no no you right? yeah you sh- you shut down everything you're in virtual kind of lockdown so you, yeah what and have... then you say don't panic i have a problem people will panic i have a problem with the fact that the government is saying everything is we are prepared we are prepared we are prepared don't panic but how are they prepared we are not sure yeah. right no they're like, not prepared uh let's say i was thinking uh let's say even i have been thinking for a few days now we have been coming to work uh, i know some people government uh, servants who are hesitant to go to work they are feeling wait they are panicking they would. right they would so uh, um in case even like even us if we somehow the situation worsens and we have to stay at home mm. what about the services like water bijli last time <laughs> i was thinking if something if you got if, to start watching if there's a zombie land mm. uh the road movies like that to kind of no, get no. your tips on how to survive no if there's a storm let's say and this is the season right up hail storm yeah. whatever aayega and then the lines are down and then there's no one to repair no no there are people <laughs> the government officers are there no no i'm saying what if it in, is yeah. in the extreme situation of yeah. uh, zombie like situation so there's been a small glitch again and uh, a lot of stuff that we had recorded was not recorded so we are uh, the, the we are recording this portion of the podcast on what is the day today <laughs> 19th march the next yeah, we had recorded a podcast yesterday and yeah so this is a continuation so there are certain things that we discussed uh, yesterday that uh, there have been some developments so we'll start with that particular topic we had discussed uh, about this um, teachers who have been uh, deputed to for cbse paper evaluation duty in guwahati and uh, from sikkim I had a friend who had brought this up uh, day before yesterday. She had said that I really don't want to go but uh, there has been no communication from the department. So there is nothing I can do. I have to go otherwise I have to pay 5 mm. lakh fine individually. Yeah, so that is why uh, we, we had discussed how like that is the day the day uh, day before yesterday the government had announced that uh, uh, a, a list of decisions and uh, one of them being tra- advised to uh, sikkimis to not travel outside the state yeah. and despite that uh, the teachers had not received any communication that they are uh, supposed to cancel their trip to guwahati and uh, so she left yesterday and yesterday itself last night sorry late night isn't late it late night yeah yesterday morning early morning she left she was she was hoping that she will get some information from the education department here saying that cancel ho gaya trip and all that but they, she didn't so she left early morning and late in the evening we got this notification from the cbse saying that uh, schools have been shut down whatever exams have been uh, postponed and then even this evaluation has been 
postponed. Yeah, obviously, if the exams have been postponed, what will they evaluate? Yeah. But what uh, what is frustrating is the education department every day touches a new nadir when it comes to lack of empathy. Mm. I think if teachers, um, this was a concern. Yeah. I don't know how education department was not aware of this. Mm. Because a huge number of teachers are going to be moving for this particular um, task mm. in Guwahati, mm. um, if the teachers they should have been in touch with CBSE all the time. Yes, I think whoever is responsible, yeah, um, and I think the entire department is responsible uh, for not having addressed this issue. They should have been in touch with the teachers. Mm. They should have been in touch with CBSE. If the teachers had to go, this is something we had recorded yesterday as well. If the teachers had to go. A message should have gone out to all of them, telling them that sorry, uh, we tried to check with CBSE, but you have to go for the evaluation duty because there's been no change. Mm. And these are the precautions you you should take. Make sure that you take these precautions. These are the phone numbers you should call mm. if you need assistance from Sikkim. Why should Assam look out for uh, Sikkimese people there? Um, it did none of those. It did not even communicate to them. They should have confirmed or told them to wait. Mm. We are still hoping to hear from CBSE. They didn't do any of that, mm. and the teachers just had to proceed. I think the education department should have said, "Don't go." We will right? pay the fine. We will pay the fines that will uh, come on you because yeah. uh, we uh, are empathetic towards the situation that has been created. Mm. It did none of those. Mm. It is inexcusable, you know. Mm. All these teachers have gone out. Yeah. Um, if coronavirus is really a risk, yeah. and if if that is the reason the government of Sikkim decided to shut everything down, then it does not. Uh, it is not enough for them to say, "Oh, they'll come back in one day." The virus is like uh, they have been exposed. I mean, if they were to be exposed, they have been exposed mm. with the few hours or one day or whatever the train mm. journey, the bus journey, whatever terrible conditions they had to travel. Mm. And apart from the whole stress and trauma that they mm. would have to go through, right? Yeah. Uh, there is no explaining what the education department has been up to. I mean, and this one was a lot of other things we can laugh off and things like that, but this is like just inexcusable. This lack of um, this complete disinterest yeah. uh, in the interest of the teachers. If you're not looking out for the students, as you've seen uh, for the last week, and you're not looking out for the teachers, then what are you really doing? I mean, just responsible for the work orders and yeah. constructions. That yeah. you're going to keep busy with, and some stupid national program that uh, you want to convince people are such big, game-changing events for. Yeah, this was really disappointing, and uh, disappointing. The education department was really disappointing, um, and my this friend also. I was, I was quite uh, surprised that what she was worried about was whether she will be. She had no worries about going out. Uh, being exposed to coronavirus or anything, she was worried that once I go and when I'm returning, whether she'll be allowed back yeah. if the situation worsens. I think the education department secretary and director and whoever is mm. call themselves the top honchos there yeah. should be at Rongpo to receive the teachers and make sure that uh, they don't have to wait there for two hours to get screened. Yep. They should be given uh, fast track access to the screening and brought in. Yeah. That's the least they can do. They can go to Rangpur to receive VIPs all the time. Yeah. This is their bungle. Mm. I mean, this is the least they can do. It is. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah. No, I mean, it, how do you explain this kind of complete lack of responsibility? Mm. And now no accountability will be fixed either. Yeah. 
who i mean who was supposed to make sure that uh, it was you know that they were required to go i don't think there was i don't think anything i mean they must have not done anything confirmed because i kept telling this friend confirm it with the department because the government has announced that uh, people should not travel outside mm. and she said no and nobody is taking the initiative is and what why should said. the teachers have to be the ones who call up the department and ask, ask. them they should i mean apart from like, the fact uh, that no one in the department will speak anyways <laughs> but uh, it should be the department right yeah. there has to be a cell it's it's full of these directors and directorates and cells at yeah what have you used right yeah you have that. Um, i mean come on the department is headed by an additional chief secretary mm. which is like uh, one peg higher than the regular secretaries mm. such utter disregard for teachers i mean what do you do yeah it is sad and teachers like of all professions teachers should be receive the most empathy and respect and everything else they do most of them end up in politics right most of the politicians were former teachers but yeah i mean jokes apart it it just frustrates you yeah it is frustrating and um, Let's get over that frustration and move on to something even more something disturbing. <laughs> even more disturbing, and that is we had discussed yesterday about uh, also about how uh, the lack of community organizations, um, civil society organizations at the very grassroot level is yeah, at your mohalla. Yeah, so level. that is uh, is truly felt uh, at. in these times of crisis in these times of panic buying and fake yes catastrophizing of the situation <laughs> no because we were discussing how uh, if there were these locality specific uh, organizations let's say even like 10 15 house houses have uh, come together and then they figure out um how to handle this crisis right how to address how to get supplies how to arrange for supplies how to ration them and um, yeah even if they don't do all that how to make sure that someone in need mm. receives uh, the What, supplies yeah. or whatever else it is yeah. that they require mm. uh, the rest of the community comes together and provides it to them yeah. and in the absence of such kind of spontaneous or instinctive coming togethers mm. um, you have shortages yeah and panic buying because yesterday i after we recorded the podcast we had discussed this but unfortunately it wasn't recorded so we did uh, i did see this on facebook a man in renock was distributing uh, masks i think for free no yeah. to he was distributing masks i mean to, apart from the fact that masks are not required anyway yeah anyway masks gesture distributing to elderly and children right mm. which is a good gesture but at the same time this is i mean that act in itself i'm fine That's with right but it is act. individual act so if that kind of effort was put uh, by a community then imagine the kind of um, things that you would be able to achieve you yes. more you would able to yes. achieve so we were discussing that and how we were also discussing the hoarding thing that uh, hoarding business right we know we are running we don't have any hand sanitizers or masks available in the local markets yeah. i think that's happening around the world but still yeah. in those cases like so you might have gone out and bought like 100 hand sanitizers right i didn't so no, that's no. just <laughs> just suggesting that i didn't actually do anything like that 
right? That's, that's to illustrate a point. Yes. <laughs> so, so yes, uh, I bought a hundred sanitizers then. Yeah, and I was late or I didn't think lazy. Lazy, yeah, I was lazy, and I have just one hand sanitizer, and mm-hmm. that's about to finish. And I have like. Yeah, and by the way, washing your hands four times a day is more than enough. Is what the experts are saying. You don't have to do it every five seconds. Okay. You'll be left with like. But just we bones. have given a disclaimer that we are not giving any advice. We oh don't yeah, we know. did that. Yeah, but yes. we can pass on stuff. Anyway, so on WhatsApp coming back to the topic. So, so, the, so like we both live in the same locality. I go to the ration shop or the department store in our locality, and I I buy hundreds hand sanitizers, and then you are left with just one, right? Yeah. And then, but if we communicated properly, I yes. could lend you. Yes, I think you. by now, by now, uh, mm. for I, I'll give you the example of France, for instance. Mm. What France has done, and they are having a bad time with this. Mm. What the government of France has done, I think some other countries as well. They've nationalized the private hospitals, which mm. means that all private hospitals are now going to be run like government hospitals, mm. provide free treatment mm. to people. That's the kind of pressure they are under. Mm. Uh, so we don't have private hospitals in Sikkim, so mm. let's keep that aside. Mm. What France has also done is it's got in touch with all these perfume manufacturers, mm. and they have many, mm. and told them, no more perfumes, all of you Will manufacture hand sanitizers. Mm. We're not even... Thinking on those. Thinking on those lines. We are talking about asking pharmaceutical companies to shut, shut down. down. I mean, what world are we in? Yeah. Uh, we should be... Uh, and coming to your community uh, organization thing, obviously it is not something that comes in overnight, right? Mm. We are faced with a crisis now. It's not like tomorrow you can form these things. These things have to be instinctive. The politicians of the day have to encourage these things to evolve. Mm. Just because a neighborhood wants to form a Gaon Sudhar Samiti doesn't mean that it has to be a party guy who runs it. Yeah. It has to be the guy that people trust. And mm. party people are not normally people that you trust. <laughs> so it has to be some genuine social organizations that you allow to happen so that they are effective. They're truly mm. representative. And from there, you can handle crises like this mm. much better. Like we were talking about, uh, I don't know whether that got recorded because I don't even remember what was recorded and what didn't get recorded. Right. When we were talking about the support groups, mm. for instance, you were talking about, I mean, you must be part of some two, three WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups, groups, right? Yeah. And um, out there is where it begins, right? For so someone who's saying that, I think I'm traveling a lot. I go to a government office. I mean, many of the people are already at home quarantined, right? Mm. Not quarantined really, but don't need to go out. Mm. But government servants do. So just like health workers, I think we should be looking out for them more because mm. they will be in public spaces. Yep. So a friend of yours who works in a government office doesn't have a hand sanitizer at mm. hand. Someone else does. You share it with them. Yes. You pass it on to them. Similarly, if we have surplus supplies, we should be donating it to the hospitals and PHCs. Mm. I think hospital is pretty well taken care of, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But PHCs, I think, are not. Mm. Right? No one is talking about what's happening in the PHCs. They do attend to... People mm. are not keeping well. Has anyone reached out to these units? No. Has the government done that? All these crazy task forces that they formed, have they looked out for what what your grassroots level health uh, response system has yeah. in place? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, those are things that you'll have to do because these cri- the, the next outbreak is going to happen very soon, right? Mm. Coronavirus will run its course. Uh, they're saying the vaccine will be ready in... 18 months or whatever. That's the time it takes to test these okay. drugs. Mm. But uh, do you think we're going to get a coronavirus shot? We're probably not, right? Mm. Vaccinated. The next, by that time, something else would have come in. Mm. You need to have these systems in place. I mean, yeah. 
you need to have uh, more responsive and hoarding is not good yaar i mean you'll no, be left with so many uh, of these things that uh, you'll not be able to use them by the time the expiry date comes around right it is human nature no this human selfish nature no you only think about yourself you have kids it's you it's people people who have kids start behaving like only they have kids no like mere to banani cha i have to take care there are other people who have kids but do you, that's exactly your point right yeah. but if we had effective community groups I know. then you would know that if i run out of something mm. i have this support group that will come to my aid yeah. mm. and if they can't come to my aid then all of us are on in the same boat yeah, it's not like someone else is uh, I was also, maybe we, you have a friend who can manif- like who can rustle up Sanitizers. and hand sanitizers are not great right washing your hands with soap and warm water has been uh, better has been yeah established proven to, to be, be better. better proven to be better hand sanitizer is something you need when you're out, out right yeah. uh, if you're at home you are better off just washing your hands with soap yeah so we i was also talking about how last time i was also talking about how to use technology we can use technology now right because whatsapp groups to have these kind of civil society groups whatsapp is there other f- uh, media platforms social media platforms are there so it's, it's so easy to get people together right and communicate okay itna hai whatever and also um, in our whatsapp in my whatsapp group of friends we were there were some people who were panicking so we were telling them to you know like not panic so much and if you if you need help we will uh, help you if if you if you need something that you we have we will give it to you so yeah. we'll share we'll manage we'll work together that kind of feeling has to be there amongst the general public also yeah. like of working together no? not are, just looking yeah. out for yourself but things. looking out for others also and this whole thing i think this yeah it, it, in a weird way this uh, disease of virus is like a test of the human nature also because if you are careful you, you not just look out for yourself but you you have to look out for others also right you should like to make sure that you don't spread the virus to others you isolate yeah. yourself you tell the truth when you're traveling and say where you're coming from or you know mm-hmm. whether you have these symptoms you you don't hide your symptoms and then you go and infect like 10 other people so those i don't know but it's uh, no, no, i think it is it is i mean that that's yeah, the, the the one positive takeaway hopefully i mean we're talking about social distancing mm. at the same time this is also going to be the time when you re- feel the need for social coming together even more yeah yeah because i was thinking like uh, the government offices are open increasing number of nuclear families mm. but kids are at home mm. so you could share time right mm. you could share time taking turns looking out for the kids and mm. uh, not sending the kids out because everything is closed mm. swimming pools have been drained and uh, the stadium is closed and children's Red park bucket. is closed as well so yeah they're like they there's so many things you can do to ensure that the right kind of message goes out yeah. and i think that that is also going to be the strongest way that you can uh, combat fake news right uh, you're not going to get it from television because the television is just going to tell you how great modi is mm. Uh, or how scary this whole scenario is mm. but they're not going to kind of um, tell you how to deal with it that has to be a community engagement and i think that will really work if they do that if not for the present crisis at least for the next mm. because that there's another one building i mean it, that's what it's the world is come to be mm. and 
Yeah, and uh, what do we have to say about what has been the state's response so far? Or did we cover that enough? We have covered that. You have you have a long rant, rant against it. Yeah, but it has to be seen in context, right? I don't. Th- I mean, because I think like uh, a lot of the measures are necessary, especially because uh, our health infrastructure is so busted that it can't take the inflow of patients and things like that. So, but. The takeaways, I think uh, when that news came about of that COVID-19 scare is there, so the government has set up district level and uh, state Mm. level task forces, district levels to be headed by the district collectors, Mm. state level to be headed by the chief Mm. secretary. And um, it's good, but at the same time, it's so obnoxiously routine. Yeah. Every time something happens, they form a... I mean, we formed district task force for Swachh Bharat Abhiyan. Mm. Whereas that should have been something that NGOs looked out for, not government <laughs> departments, right? Mm. But you have the DC sitting in that as well. And the chief secretary heading that as well. So just about every initiative, they just know that you have to form a task force. Oh, yes. I think we have... We missed this portion of the discussion. I mean, we have lost this portion of the discussion also in that we are supposed to have recorded yesterday yeah. was how these task forces are manned by like multiple task forces or multiple responsibilities are given to one person and ex officio just because huh. he's the DC he sits on every task force yeah just because he's the chief secretary he sits on every task force yeah so how no but that's crazy right I mean that doesn't make sense mm. because if uh, you give if you shoulder a person with a hundred responsibilities from VIP protocol duty to um disaster management to cleanliness to uh, school management committees yeah. to sitting on school boards to looking after the essential supply i mean like they're human right yeah so something as worrying as covid-19 that no one understands and mm-hmm. now is the need for them to kind of distill accurate information from all over the world mm. uh, you need to have a dedicated task force which means i mean i would want the district subdivision, I mean, go down to the ward and panchayat level for all I care. But the district level task force and the state level task force should be manned by people with exclusive responsibility to that task force and they're sitting in nothing else. Hmm. So don't have the chief secretary there. Don't have the DC there. Let the DC escort the chief minister every time he travels through their district in the gadi or whatever and sit in every other meeting and go as a chief guest wherever and go and supervise whether the streets are being cleaned or not. But when it comes to COVID-19, have a dedicated team of people mm. who are just communicating. Yeah, You need to be communicating with Delhi, with West Bengal, with WHO. I don't know with the University of Pennsylvania or whoever it is that mm. is doing something about COVID-19. Mm. Trying to understand what the virus mm. is, uh, what is, what new have we learned about the virus, mm. how to keep people safe, whether a certain plan is working or not. Mm. You've shut down Sikkim. Mm. We don't know whether that works or not, right? How can you shut it down more effectively or do you need to shut it down at all? Those kinds require a person 24-7 dedicated to that task. Not someone who's got too many other things on his plate. Mm. Then it will become tokenism. Mm. Then they'll just wait for whatever Delhi tells them and they'll just change the masthead from Ministry of Home Affairs and make it state government of Sikkim and pass it on to us, right? They will not be informed or customized responses for Sikkim, so which is what is, is required. I think it is uh, what happened with the teacher's uh, evaluation duty trip to Guwahati. I think it is that is very... Uh, the task force should have looked into that, no? 
that that tells you what uh, uh, concentrating power in one man or one officer does because i'm sure the teachers must have yeah i'm sure the teachers must have brought it up with their um, immediate supervisors immediate supervisors and all that right but then you they cannot say anything they have to put it up to the secretary to and then they wait and secretary is busy with this and disaster that guy's management is not the teachers right because he's not traveling to guwahati yeah i just don't understand like uh, why Whereas it can you tell me isn't that something that should be the lookout of a task force mm. it is not just how to keep sikkim safe it's to keep sikkim safe. safe it's yeah. not territorial it's mm. people mm. right and an entire tribe of people moving out of sikkim mm. uh should have been should have rung alarm bells for them and yeah. said are we going to do this and the culture of the government uh, office also no i just say hota hai like sarle bancha sarlai sodnu parcha sarle and nobody has this maybe we should have more madams yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah that it, it just won't work like that this should, it's a, i mean that's just one example there's so much more why couldn't the supervisors any one bloody supervisor could have taken the risk suppose it एंड सेट डोंट गो मैं अब देख लूंगा मैं बात करूंगा सेक्रेटरी के साथ कोई किसी के पास कोई क्या बोलते हैं जिगरा ही नहीं है like that cannot we cannot put a virtue to doing the right thing right that's your job you've been trained and paid to do I have a feeling exactly I haven't that. spoken in detail to this friend because uh, it was like this whatsapp chat and we couldn't really Uh, talk it out uh, talk uh, properly but she did one sentence she wrote was that uh, nobody's taking the initiative she said huh? i have a feeling so they these teachers brought it up with whoever once office officer officer said wo to ab pata nahi mere ko to wo to delhi le aisa ki ta mati sodnu parcha te to mala tha chena you know how it is government offices you yeah. go to one place they say te to mala yaha chena uya sodnus that must have happened and that is what i am suspecting she was referring to you cannot have that attitude in times like these no yeah. i think these top level officers no they should be just there to collect awards and bring it and submit it to the chief minister uh-huh. or their minister or whatever mm. and go to all these functions and whatever mm. but the real work and because a mid level bureaucracy is like kind of wasted mm. in sikkim they should be given the real responsibilities like task forces and this mm. and that and separate groups right yeah. for every kind of project or initiative if you have separate task groups with that guy responsible only for that i think that's the way to go mm. and uh, yeah and because i think even the health sector needs a, a, a relook i mean it's been requiring a relook for i think no. decades no. now mm. but now is the time now is the time i mean like uh, we want we want for the health department to come up frankly and tell the people of sikkim that this lockdown is necessary mm. because if more than 10 people i'm just throwing a number right mm. because i think it is as low as that mm. if more than 10 people come down with covid-19 symptoms and require a ventilator you're not going to mm. have the facilities to uh, look yeah. after them mm. right so we're looking at scary scenarios like that yeah i wonder if uh, they do say that they are acquiring the equipments everything is in place we are prepared the government of india india uh, doesn't have uh, the equipment right yeah. and you see china manufactures is the manufacturing hub of the world mm. if china says that i will produce 1 lakh ventilators in mm. the next one week they have the factories and the facilities to do that mm. india may 
टेंडर होगा समवन विल पेड समवन विल बी गिविंग घूस एंड बाय द टाइम दैट इक्विपमेंट कम्स इट विल बी ऑब्सलीट एंड आल्सो नॉट रिक्वायर्ड राइट सो वी आर लुकिंग एट अ सिनेरियो लाइक दैट सो हाउ डू वी काइंड ऑफ साइड स्टेप दैट बिकॉज़ द अदर थिंग दैट आई फील वेरी स्ट्रांगली अबाउट इज फॉर द हेल्थ डिपार्टमेंट टू आल्सो सेट अप अ कम्युनिकेबल डिजीजेस सेल which is they probably already have that yeah yeah but this is a dedicated team right mm. it is not someone who who is in a transferable job that they are there for 6 months and go off somewhere a team of communicators and doctors in that team who train in real life situations mm. my uh, hope is that you have this team it can go down to whatever level trainer of tra- training of trainers or whatever you want to do send the group to kerala which is the only state in india that has handled this well yeah because they've been at it for the last 20 years at least mm. it is a very informed democracy as well so that helps mm. uh, community organizations are very strong there mm. so you go there and learn mm. from the health minister and the health department of kerala on how did they manage this yeah i think the health minister should call up the kerala health minister who is a she and yes. who is supposed to be very good at a job yeah. obviously <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah and yeah just one phone call just to get some advice tell us what to do I don't, you yeah. go to kerala learn see what can be that adapted mm. in sikkim what can be uh, mm. done here mm. prepare a plan of action mm. and like we had discussed yesterday as well you might do such a good job of it that un will give you some money and then you can travel to congo Mm. which has managed to contain ebola mm. right they've made their mistakes they learned from it there was panic it's done the entire course right there was mm. fake news there was people running away um quarantining was impossible at one time but now they've fought it yeah. back you go there and learn from them mm. right so that you don't repeat their mistakes and then you can customize those uh, projects for sikkim because trust me mm. every expert has been saying this we are a global village now mm. however much you might want to be make it about local non local and thinking that you can shut down rangpu and keep everything out <laughs> it is not going to happen yeah india is not going to you cannot keep pulling off these stunts every time right you yeah. cannot go into a lockdown for one month with no economic activity and not feel the repercussions for it yeah so you should have the confidence and informed and confident and well trained personnel at hand when this happens again they will tell you what to do mm. and that will be the right way to do things uh, how do you combat panic how do you spread fake news can be combated so well by community organizations right yeah 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 that can be your yeah. source for all the uh, accurate information and things mm. like that i mean like shouldn't they be attempting all this mm. i mean because right now if the virus comes here there's nothing new you can do right mm. you got the same sort of nurses you've not been hiring nurses for donkey's years mm. you're short on nurses you're probably short on doctors mm. uh, the country is short on doctors and nurses i don't think that's going to be any different for sikkim mm. you're short on emergency facilities um, converting a hostel into an isolation ward is something you do in emergency situa- situations you can't do it all the time mm. there have to be better plans in place i so you take this as a learning as an opportunity to learn and see how you can build on it i think i think that's the way they should be uh, doing it and don't then train someone for a year and then transfer them to i don't know culture department or mind and geology <laughs> right you need experts yeah, and, and you need people with who feel for this so i think we should end our podcast now but before we go i think and pray 
No, no, no. That it has recorded. No, we have. No, yeah, it is recorded. Definitely recorded. And I would like you to share again, because it did not get recorded yesterday, the incident with the man with the marks. Oh yeah. Oh, there, there's more because today I had another experience. But I'll tell you what what happened yesterday. I'm sure. It's, so uh, everybody is wearing masks, right? Yeah. A lot of people are wearing masks, and um, but I don't think they understand why they're wearing masks. <laughs> so I was coming into office yesterday, and um, at this spot on the footpath where kind of uh, it's kind of a raised footpath. So you uh, three steps down, there's a medicine shop, mm. and uh, so you're walking almost above the medicine shop, mm. and it was crowded with people. Mm. And uh, this guy walked up and I noticed him uh, because I notice people with masks nowadays, right? Mm. Um, and that person just took off his mask. And I said, I was wondering what he was doing. He took off his mask and then he let out this phenomenal sneeze. I think he sprayed everyone around him for <laughs> kind of a radius of 10 feet or whatever. Everyone in the medicine shop was just kind of stunned into silence because I think they felt the droplets. They were all staring up at this guy. And then he put his mask back on. <laughs> And walked off. <laughs> and I said, like, where? What awareness? Right? What happened to the elbow thing? What happened to the need for people with a cold to be wearing a mask and things like that? Yeah. So that is what has happened. And to contrast that is something that happened this morning as I was coming into office. I mean, a lot of things happen when you come into office, apart from all the rumors you hear in the share cap. So there is this person that I kind of run into often. Um, I think our timings match or whatever. And whenever we cross, uh, he shakes hands with me. Okay. So today I come, came across him. I'm not a handshaking kind of guy. And uh, it struck me later, right? So I offered him my hand to shake. Uh, he had not... Uh, later I realized that he had not put out his hand to shake with me, right? So I put my hand out to shake and he shook my hands with his wrist. <laughs> right? He, he would not open his hands he kind of gave me his wrist to kind of... Rub? Uh, to rub. Yeah, no, let's not call it rub. To sh- now even shake sounds weird. But yeah, oh, he, he offered me his wrist. and yeah. uh, Did you, you offer your wrist? No, but I had already kind of... My hand was already open. So like... <laughs> sounds I very really politely kind of shook hands with his wrist. Uh, and... Um, which is a good thing, right? If he had just done how? namaste. My hand was already there. Like I could pull it no, back. No, like how is him so, not giving his hand and giving his wrist going to save him, right? It's there on his body, your virus. No, but he does not rub his face with his wrist. See, the virus travels oh. from your hand to you when you touch your face, right? Your eyes, nose, okay, or your okay. mouth, right? So, Yeah, maybe. And that is, I guess, the safest he could be without being rude. Very soon, they'll offer their foot foot shakes. Yeah. I think those head taps are gone now. Oh, let's not get there. go there. Okay, let's go, go there. <laughs> okay, that's a very... Yeah, but so, that's that, that, that that's what I've been seeing around, yeah. Mm. And uh, it's good. I mean, uh, one was almost comic. Yeah. The other was... Uh, the first incident, I think he didn't want to infect himself with his own... But that's thing. the whole thing. I think the only way coronavirus <laughs> can be fought is if everyone's... Like, see, the, right now the response... And this is the selfish gene, right? Yeah. Everyone is thinking about how to keep themselves safe. Yeah. I think the only way we can fight the coronavirus or any other future infection is if everyone says, how am I not going to infect anyone else? Mm, exactly. And that is the only way, yeah. I think. Yes. We've become experts. Yeah.
that was a high five and on that note on that positive note yes keep safe and keep others safe yes uh, yeah. yeah thank you thank you so much for tuning in please likes and subscribe to our youtube channel um, like our facebook video uh, like our uh, podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast and various other platforms and please write in to news@summittimes.com if for your if you don't like it if you like it and uh, we will hopefully be back soon yeah.